Are you concerned about the air that you're breathing, especially with increasing air pollution? We all know how vital indoor air quality is, and here's where Puro Air steps in to make the difference. Did you know that indoor air can be up to 100 times, 100 times dirtier than the air outside? That's where Puro Air comes to the rescue. In just 30 minutes, this revolutionary device can transform the air in your room by removing allergens, dust, smoke, dander, and gases. But what sets Puro Air apart is its cutting-edge HEPA-14 filter, a powerhouse that tackles pollutants at a microscopic level. And it's not just me saying that, Puro Air is backed by scientists from both Harvard and MIT. I personally loved having a Puro Air purifier. I feel like I can breathe again, especially after battling congestion for like the last month. Winter can be tough, but within an hour, it was crazy. I could feel my sinuses beginning to open up. I slept through the night without coughing, and I've been sleeping so much better now that we have a Puro Air running in our bedroom. So check it out at getpuroair.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. One more time, getpuroair.com. For a lot of my listeners, I feel like they're on a journey to simplify their lives, but they don't want to sacrifice style, which I completely understand. And that's why I was excited to partner with Home Threads. Home Threads is the perfect blend of minimalism and comfort for your home. At HomeThreads.com, you can discover a curated collection of sleek and functional furniture that speaks to the heart of minimalist living, from multifunctional storage to timeless design. They have everything you need to create a clutter-free and serene space for your family. As most of you know, we've recently moved, and I'm not someone to just fill up a room so that it's done and decorated. I wanted to do this with intention, and so I searched out accent chairs on Home Threads and found the perfect mid-century modern chair that really complements my space. So embrace the beauty of less and elevate your home with purposeful pieces. Visit HomeThreads.com minimalist and get a code for 15% off your first order. Home Threads, love where you live. For me, it all came down to deciding to find the mercy and delight in every single day. And that's a decision. That's a perspective shift that I think you have to adopt. Hello, and welcome to the Minimalist Moms podcast. I'm Diane. I'm a mother of three living in Columbus, Ohio. I'm trying to make room in my life for what matters by getting rid of the clutter and living life with purpose. I hope you'll join me on the journey to think more and do with less. According to an article written by Fort Behavioral Health in 2020, routines help us create positive daily habits that promote self-care. We can organize our time around things that we deem important to maintain happiness and feelings of fulfillment. What is one great way to create positive daily habits? One way would be to begin our days on the right note. Here to discuss the importance of creating a morning routine and more is founder of Simplified, Emily Lay. Emily recently wrote a devotional book titled Sure as the Sunrise, and in today's episode, she'll go through a quick breakdown of how to stick to your morning routine that best serves you. As you form habits, cast votes for yourselves, write it down, keep it simple, Emily truly holds all the secrets to simplicity. Emily, thanks so much for joining me on the Minimalist Moms podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm excited to have you here. I have known about you for years with your simplified planner. So I'm a little starstruck because this has been, (laughs) yeah, it's been so fun to follow along with you for a while. Thank you so much. I love my job. It's so much fun. 
Isn't it crazy how you just have an idea and then you're like, I'm just going to put this out there and see where it goes and where it takes me. And it's really cool to see where you've come. Thank you. It's been 15 years, which is like absolutely wild to say about something that started in a guest room as a little idea. (laughs) Yeah, no, I feel kind of, I mean, I'm not to the extent of simplified planner, but just starting something as a creative project and then just seeing where it goes is really cool. Okay. Well, for people that don't know about the simplified planner, I'm talking to Emily Lay today. So why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and then we'll start talking about your new book. And then we'll talk a little bit more about mornings and simplifying mornings, all of that stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I'm Emily and I have been married to my husband, Brian, for almost 15 years. I've also been married to this company for the same amount of time. So (laughs) that's how I can remember both. I started Simplified before I was a mom. So I was a newlywed and really just wanted to create a job that would give me flexibility to be a mom one day, to be the kind of mom I wanted to be. My own mom was a teacher and had a ton of flexibility and loved her job so much. And I kind of wanted the same thing. Now, 15 years later, I have three kids. We have an almost 12-year-old boy named Brady and twins who are almost eight, Tyler and Caroline. I write books. I've written almost 10 books. Next one comes out next year. It's busy. It's wild. It's so much fun. All of it really is based around the idea that I just don't think life has to be as complicated as the world tells us it has to be. And so we like to focus on the intentional and tactical ways that we can simplify life to make it easier. So you have this new book, Sure is the Sunrise, and it's a devotional. It's 100 morning meditations on God's mercy and delight. And I want to focus more on the morning habit element. Why would you say starting your morning off right is really important? Well, I think no matter what season or stage of life we're in as women, we all know when you set yourself up, and it starts the night before, when you set yourself up for success in the morning, things just go smoother. They go easier. You give yourself more grace when somebody can't find their shoes or whatever. And so early 2020, when I first started writing this book, I had this moment where I was in the middle of what we all went through. You know, we went through the pandemic and we were kind of in that place where the days started to feel monotonous and we were scared. Everything outside the walls of my house felt like it was on fire and we just didn't know which way was up. And inside the walls of my house, it felt very Groundhog's Day. We were all under so much pressure to do all the things. So I'm trying to run a business from home. I'm scared about people's health and not seeing my parents. And I've got kids. I'm trying to virtual school through kindergarten and fourth grade, which was, as you know, wild. And I had this moment where I walked out on the back porch and we live on Pensacola Bay here. So we have this beautiful sunrise in the backyard. And I walked out there every single day as the kids were getting up and I was getting ready to let the dog out. And I walked out there and I thought, Look at that sunrise. I see it every day. I probably take it for granted that it's so beautiful and we have this amazing view. But God brings the sun up every single day. He hasn't forgotten about us. And he does it with the same enthusiasm that he did on the very first day. It was like this crazy big moment of realizing just how special and steady and constant that was. And also thinking about just how important important like that time of day can be. And so I wrote the whole thing around the premise that if we really get our hearts and our minds and our days kicked off right, the rest of the day can be so much more impactful and meaningful. You say that getting up in the morning or starting our day on the right foot starts the night before. Can you expand on that a little bit? We have to wrap ourselves in a big blanket of grace when it comes to any kind of routine we try to implement in our lives. Things are not always going to go as planned, but I think when we want to create a healthy habit and we back ourselves up 20 steps before and we think through what the ideal habit could look like. So what does your ideal morning look like? 
in terms of what's realistic in your stage of life right now, right? So for me, that's getting up and having a few minutes to myself before the kids come barreling down the stairs. It's having a cup of coffee already made or ready to make. It's getting a little bit of exercise in. Like there's just a couple things in my day that just I know make my day go smoother. And so what I have to do is the night before get my workout clothes ready, put them where I can grab them, make sure I set my alarm at the right time, get the coffee pot ready to brew in the morning. And when we do those things, it's almost like a little bit of self-care for ourselves. Jen Hatmaker always says, your morning me will thank yesterday me for doing those things. So doing that for yourself and taking just the extra time to prepare for the day, I think really does make a big difference. These things seem small. The small things do make up the big moments and the big things and the things that that we value the most. In week seven of your book, you write, love is such a cherished gift. And yet sometimes it's easy to forget just how much the small things matter. So talking about small things, can you expand on that a little bit more? Yeah, absolutely. So there's a book, if you haven't read it, Atomic Habits by James Clear. It is an incredible book. And he has this line in there that I always think about. And he says, every decision you make, big, small, tiny, is a vote for the person you want to be. And I just think that's so huge. Yes, the big things matter, but so do all the tiny things that we choose to do over and over and over again. I don't know about you, but I turn 40 next month and I am like of the generation of extreme home makeover. We watched growing up Ty Pennington go out there and in a span of an hour go from like before to after. And so we're used to these huge transformations and we, I want that. Mm -hmm. I will have moments throughout the year where I'm like, oh my gosh, I just need a fresh start. I just need something to go from this to that or before to after. And it just doesn't really work that way. There really is no way to just have a, flash in the pan transformational makeover. What we have to do is make votes for ourselves over and over and over again. And so it's all the tiny things that initially they start off as, okay, I have to remind myself to take my vitamins every morning. But after a year of doing that for myself over and over and over again, taking the 30 seconds it takes to do that every morning, you might see a real difference. Whenever I'm discouraged in the small steps of reaching my big goal, which this is a funny story. Just last night, I was really tired and I didn't want to get out of bed and do my push-ups. But last year, I started a push-up habit in March. And it was the first summer that I can remember where I was like, I'm really confident about my arms. I know that's really awesome and it's vain, but I was like, I worked really hard. All I did was a 30 day to 50 pushups challenge. And I just kept going through that. I cycled through, but I still do that. And I want to maintain that because even though it's three to five minutes of my end of my day, the reward of it, of feeling good, or I like the way my arms look this summer and yeah. I've heard and I've shown up. So the word that I like to say when I'm feeling as though I can't do it, it's yeah. show up, show up. You can show up. You can show up to your goals. You can show up literally to meet someone at the gym. You can show up to being outside. You can show up for your children. It's all these things. And so I like to tell myself that when I'm feeling a lack of motivation, it's like just show up. Yeah, I love that. And so often we show up for everybody else. Hmm. We show up for all the other people and trying to serve and be good mothers and good wives and good employees or bosses or whatever. But how often do we choose to show up for ourselves? Yeah, I think that's awesome. I kind of want to do it now. (laughs) 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's just, I Googled 30 days of 50 push-up challenge. And then again, just slow and steady it. I can do them faster now, but yeah, it's a fun routine to have at the end of the day, but let's go back to the morning. What are some ways, some practical ways that readers can make their mornings less stressful? Because we, like you said, we have kids that we have to get to school maybe, or we have to work on time. So how can we be more focused and tuned into maybe the life that God wants us to have, or that we are trying to design? Design is the right word. I think we have to give ourselves permission to take a couple of minutes at the front end and say, what is my perfect morning? Now, obviously, not every morning is going to go that way. But having that ideal in your mind kind of helps you to ground yourself in what it is that you're after. So is your ideal morning that you wake up before your kids? Is it that you have everything prepared for them to get ready to go? Or if you're leaving for the office, is it that you have all your stuff packed? And I mean, how often do we do that? Sit down and say, like, what is my ideal So writing that down and then also thinking through whatever your pain points are. I always use this example of when my twins were tiny and I was trying to get a kid out the door, two kids going to preschool, one going to like first or second grade. Inevitably in the morning, there was a shoe disaster of like, no one knows where shoes are, whatever. And so when I realized that's just kind of like a not fun part of the morning and everyone gets irritated and then everybody's grumpy. So we just got a basket, put it in the front of our house right by the door and had a shoe basket. And it's still, my kids are older now. Everyone has their own shoe basket and it lives right there by the door. And it's just a way of like alleviating those little pain points because for so long, we'll just live with the pain points and not ever try to really take a moment to address it. But it makes a big impact. So I think sitting down and thinking through your ideal and then thinking through what are my pain points, it kind of helps give you a roadmap for the future. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity, and I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovis. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. No more stressful trips to the fitting room under fluorescent lights. With Armoire, you get to wear quality pieces without the hassle of adding to your wardrobe or paying designer prices. I'll say, as a busy mom of three, I know the importance of treating myself to something special. And Armoire allows me to prioritize quality over quantity in my wardrobe. Plus, Armoire is woman-founded and woman-led, so you can feel good about supporting a business that empowers women. If you're ready to have your dream closet delivered to your door, try Armoire today. You'll never have to worry about finding the perfect outfit for any occasion again. If you're curious for some of the looks that I've chosen, check out my collaboration highlight on Instagram for a few of my favorite armoire looks. Looks that you can grab too. So right now my listeners can give armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash minimalist. That is armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash minimalist to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try armoire today.
If you're planning to cut back on alcohol this dry January, Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails are the perfect alcohol replacement. Recess has meticulously crafted familiar favorites such as lime margarita and grapefruit paloma, allowing you to savor the flavors and experience of these cocktails without the alcohol content. Throughout January, my listeners can take advantage of a special offer and get 15% off the Recess Mocktail Sampler Pack at takearecess.com minimalist. Every can of Recess boasts a lightly sparkling mocktail infused with functional ingredients and a calorie count of 25 or less. It's a guilt-free option for winding down during dry January. Again, whether it's the end of a demanding day, a dinner gathering, or simply a moment to unwind, these mocktails are the perfect choice. You won't miss the alcohol, and you certainly won't miss dealing with a hangover. Get 15% off Recess mocktails now at takearecess.com minimalist so you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Someone asked me, how do I know when to declutter again or when it's time to start decluttering my things? And to me, it's those moments where you can't maneuver easily. Mm -hmm. So if my cabinet was cleaning supplies, I'm having to move a bunch of things around. It's obvious to me that I have too much stuff. I need to be able to get into that cabinet, get in and out. And so for you, it was the shoe bin by the door. We actually keep our shoes in the car. I know that my husband. (laughs) That's awesome. I know my husband gets so, so mad at me. I don't keep my shoes in the car, but my kids to always run to the car without their shoes. And so I'm like, let's just keep the majority of your shoes in the car. Brilliant. Yeah. And that way we never, cause I'm telling you, we have shown up to places without shoes before. Oh, we have too. I think that's a brilliant move. It works for me during. So, okay. So during COVID you were starting to write this book and it felt tedious because we were doing the same thing, but also it it did feel different because for those of us that did virtual school for a period of time, it was different. It was definitely something it was a challenge. And I think especially during that time, a lot of us did find ourselves negative or depressed or unhappy. And I think for a lot of us, we have come out of that season, depending where you are, or what your circumstances are, but we get stuck in these cycles of unhappiness. So maybe for someone that's struggling today, but just today, if they're finding themselves stuck in a cycle of unhappiness, how do they break that? What's your encouragement to them? They need a fresh start. Yeah, they need a fresh start. For me, it all came down to deciding to find the mercy and delight in every single day. And that's a decision. That's a perspective shift that I think you have to adopt. For me, yes, it was. It had to do with COVID, but also I was just under so much stress from a million different things. And I, I really did just have to make that choice to say like, there's a lot of good stuff happening and there's a lot of hope to be found. I just have to adopt that mindset of like, I'm going to look for it. I'm going to look for it in the little things. And so a lot of the devotions in the book are about like the really tiny, wonderful moments that happen that really just pass us right by when we're not pausing long enough to see them or when our lives are so full of other things and commitments and worries and whatnot that we haven't taken the time to address that we just, you can't see them. There's a book that my son got for Christmas. It's called Tiny Perfect Things by M.H. Clark. It's just a man on a walk with his granddaughter and they are just pointing out that it's tiny, perfect things. So the snail or the the squirrel and the flower, the dandelion growing out of the sidewalk. It's just, we need to take time to notice the small, simple, beautiful things. And the sunrise is bigger than that, I guess. But I mean, I think we do take it for granted because it happens every day. That awareness, it is a small, big thing. I'm kind of curious 
with someone like you, like you're very successful and you have a lot on your plate. And I always talk about this. If you're saying yes to something, you're saying no to something else and vice versa. I'm just wondering what it's looked like for you. You've had to say no to certain things over these past few years. What has been the benefit? And were there things that were harder to say no to? Oh yeah, for sure. I guess really like everything that I do comes down to trying to be intentional about it and really value and honor all the good things, all the fun things, especially when it comes to motherhood. And for me, I relate it back to motherhood because when I got started with my company, I didn't set out to create a giant business. I had no idea what it would turn into. I set out really to create a job that would allow me to have the flexibility I wanted to have. Like that was it. And I also just really wanted to do something with my creative abilities that served other people in a positive way. And so over the years, I've had to like reconnect to that purpose, like that why. And when things start to feel off kilter, it's just like you said about your cleaning cabinet. When things start to feel like this isn't working, like something's a mess here, it's usually that I've come disconnected from that. I've started to focus too much on the revenue or I've started to focus too much on achieving the big goals or having your name in lights or whatever it is. And when I get back to making decisions for that original purpose, Mm -hmm. that's when the stars kind of align. And so back in 2017, we eliminated 40% of our revenue as a company by closing our wholesale program. Mm -hmm. We were in 800 stores around the world and it was amazing to say, and it was miserable to live (laughs) because I was so busy Mm -hmm. and I had infant twins. But over the years, it really has looked like making hard decisions, but keeping like the big picture in mind. And so on a big scale for anybody in any situation or any scenario, I think you have to kind of define for yourself what the good life looks like. What does it look like when you've quote unquote made it? Does it look like a zillion dollars in your bank account? Does it look like your answer could be different than mine? It could be anything. But knowing what that is for you, it really helps you stay grounded and makes those decisions much more clear. Yeah, I have so many different people listening, stay-at-home moms, working moms, because I think that's where I find myself this year. What does success mean? Because I can find myself, for my personal life, I can find myself being interviewed by someone that I'm excited by. It's not enough to me. I'm like, okay, did that. Let's go. What's on to the next thing? But kind of appreciating that and the work that it took to get there. This could be a parenting milestone, or maybe we have a success as the room mom at school and we threw a big celebration. I think it's nice to appreciate those successes in our lives. I think it's yeah. it's nice to not just look on to the next thing. No, I get it a hundred percent. I think sometimes we can be so focused on, okay, we check that off. Let's keep going. We check that off. Let's keep going. Like mm-hmm. forget that you're living it, like you're doing it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know we're kind of veered away from the morning conversation conversation. But I do want to know before we wrap things up, what has been your favorite part of your morning routine? And have you always been a morning person? Has this always been a a time that you enjoy? Yeah, I think so. I tend to be like an early to bed, early to rise kind of a person. My husband's the exact opposite, (laughs) which is funny. I would say the most beneficial thing for me has been just carving out a couple minutes to myself. And sometimes that looks like waking up before the kids. Sometimes it looks like having a couple minutes to myself after they go to school. Could I have had that when my kids were tiny infants? No. So it's important to honor the season you're in. I've had a lot of people say to me like, well, I'm a a brand new mom and I have a four-week-old at home. Like, how do I get my perfect morning routine? I was like, you don't. You wait. (laughs) You have to honor the season you're in and, and implement what you can in the small ways that you can. But for me, knowing that having just a few minutes to myself to read the news or to on my phone or to do a devotional or whatever it is, 
it just helps me start my day in a much calmer place. Mm -hmm. And it is an act of self-care to give yourself that. Well, Emily, where can listeners find a copy of your book and connect with you online if they want to do so? Yeah, it's everywhere books are sold. We have signed copies at Barnes & Noble, and you can find me at emilylay.com and also at emilylay and Simplified on all the places. Perfect. Well, I didn't prompt you for this, but with every guest, I ask two questions at the end of the show. And the first one is, what has been a beneficial resource to you that you'd like to share with the listeners? And this doesn't have to do with scheduling. I mean, you gave us Atomic Habits. I love that book. Do you have anything else that's been really transforming? I read a book a couple years ago called Essentialism by Greg McCune. Oh, it's just so good. And if you're into learning about how to simplify your life or declutter or really just make decisions that are like work smarter, not harder, it's a phenomenal book. I've read it probably three times. All right. And then my last question is, what is something that you can't stop talking about? There is a mentor of mine that has just been so... I have learned so much from her over the years. And I actually just been thinking about it a lot recently because she's just a phenomenal person to follow. Sally Clarkson. Oh, yeah. You're familiar with her. She wrote a book called The Life-Giving Home. Yes. And it was life-changing for me, not just as a mom, but as someone who values what home is in a crazy world. I just think that she is a phenomenal person to follow. She's an amazing resource for mothers in general, women in general. But that book, she also wrote one called The Life-Giving Table. And then we've become personal friends over the years, and she's just been a really big encouragement to me. So I've heard about that book multiple times in the past couple of weeks. So I feel like this is a sign to read that. So good. I'd put it up there with essentialism. It's one of my favorites. Okay, cool. Well, I'll add that to the show notes for listeners. But I appreciate you joining me today, Emily. This was great. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. What did you think of the episode? I hope you enjoyed the conversation. To learn more about today's guest, including links, resources related to everything discussed today, visit the episode page at minimalistmomspodcast.com, where you can find the entire podcast archive, as well as my book, Minimalist Moms Living and Parenting with Simplicity, or other ways to connect or work with me online. If you'd like to support the podcast, the easiest and most impactful thing you can do is subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, or YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts, and leave a rating or review of your favorite episode. Lastly, sharing the show or your favorite episode with friends on social media is very helpful and will encourage others on their journey to think more and do with less.